podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Experiences are what people love most about travel. With Viator, you can browse and book tours and activities so incredible you'll want to tell your friends. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures in over 190 countries. There's something for everyone. Download the Viator app now and use Viator 10 for 10% off your first booking. One app, over 300,000 experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. This is the Five Year Plan podcast. On this week's episode, we look back at the 5-1 win over Newcastle. We look forward to the trip to Everton. We also answer your questions and we go back in time to 2001. So let's do it. Hello, listeners. Welcome to this week's Five Year Plan podcast. Pod 158. Uh, Sponsored by Vector Printing. For all your print and embroidery needs, go to vector.co.uk. And that's Vector with a... K. K. Correct. And also, (coughs) JC, bless you, JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. Uh, we will. They need, a, they need a thing. We, we, we were doing those bigger than Jesus yeah. Christ things, weren't we? They yeah, stopped. Some of us found it offensive. Every time I did what did one, though, something went wrong. Yeah. Like yeah. Jeremy Corbyn, and he's now out of favour. I did Jesus okay. Christ, and then he ended up dying. Yeah. So there's been all sorts of stuff going on with the ones we used. So we're not doing that anymore. But he no. came back, though. He did come back. Yeah. We talked about Jeremy Corbyn. Uh, well, he Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Oh, he yeah. definitely came back. I Good. was totally ending there for someone's not read yeah. the book. right well anyway JCIS are on board and we love them so let's talk about uh, well let's introduce this week's it's the Fab Four it's the usual crew James Endicott hello Kevin Day hello and Andy Street hello and let's, let me get this straight. We're looking forward, looking yeah. back, yeah. and we're travelling back in time. We are, yeah. Wow. It's a veritable TARDIS in this show now. Basically, yeah. We're doing, yeah, we're covering Just all, we're covering all bases. Just used flat and with a guitar and elicus. And how far we've come. happy days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guitar's gone, though. Do you, should we bring, it, bring the guitar? No, no, let's not. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's no, leave no. that in the cupboard. No. Hmm, I think it's time for the guitar to come back. Good idea. Good idea. Anyway... Right, let's talk about Palace. 5-1 win over Newcastle. Uh, biggest ever Premier League win. Mm. Most ever goals in a Premier League match. Mm-hmm. Uh, first time this season we've come from behind to win a game. Mm-hmm. So plenty of records broken. Uh, and also, pretty much everything we spoke about on the last pod that we hoped would happen... Yep. Didn't. ...has come true. <laughs> I guess. Um, well, I said they didn't drop a lassie. Yeah, no. But yeah, punching, punching ended up playing wider. The midfield players got in the box. The crosses were coming in first time. Yeah, everything everything ready. worked. Well, it, but oddly, after fight, the goal we gave away was also a link to what we talked about in the podcast because Wilf was mucking about and lost the ball on one flank. Suarez committed himself to a yeah. tackle he didn't need to make on the other flank. 
punch, and, punch didn't punch went in and didn't get it. And didn't, yeah. So it was like straight away three or four things we identified weren't happening. But then us, we did play very well. There's no point in denying we played very well. But Newcastle were Awful, a basket case. When the first goal so went in, it was weird because obviously Monday night hadn't held because we'd mm. lost and that had kind of yeah. set up a bit of a weird mood and not made this a must-win game or anything, but put a bit of pressure on it. And when the first goal went in, I turned to Rob Sutherland yeah. and we looked at each other and we both said, "Is this the beginning of?" The end. The slide. Yeah. Oh, could here this, we go again. Here we go. Like, could oh, this, well, could think, this, especially think, after we talked about on last week's pod yeah. with like, looking back at 1997 when it all went yeah, terrible. Yeah. We suddenly thought, hang on a minute, is well, this going to well, be... Th- that, but their goal was an indication of their problems because we all thought we'd been disallowed because yeah. no one went to celebrate with Cissé. Because hmm. Cissé was celebrating on his own, idiotically. Right. <laughs> he, he's right obsessed with doing that, isn't he? Yeah, right, well, we did, he did get thrown... His stuff was thrown at him last year, wasn't it? So yeah, but he's still. got... All the most the other players all by one trooped off back to the centre mm. circle, and so I thought we must have been disallowed. Well, they didn't even celebrate. And I was talking to a Newcastle fan after. He said basically what we did was equalise first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He said the most, but it's, they, they were. And I, I, it's interesting. Chris Kamara was talking about yesterday that Pardew used his knowledge of their defenders, especially with Wickham, but mm. their defending was. Wickham was really, really good. Wickham was great. It looked from the start. It looked like there had been a little tweak of system because it looked like it gone a little bit from the four-two-three-one to almost a four-four-two. Did it look like because well, Balassi was central, he, he but played, playing up to a punch Balassi was central, left, and then punch was left. But Wickham was sort of right. But the punch being left thing was interesting. So I don't know how other people noticed this that when. First ten minutes, Suarez was getting really done down that side. He was really yeah, isolated, yeah. and Delaney bollocked punching a couple of times and basically pointed that into where he wanted him to be. And then he went to Pardew. So I don't know whether the plan was that Puncher was meant to start there and wasn't, or whether Delaney spotted that that needed sorting out and then mm. said to Pardew. But as soon as that happened, the shape was really good, and I thought, and I thought Balassi down the middle was excellent. And when he did go wide, the crosses were fantastic. But Wickham, I thought, was so mobile compared to certainly compared to Monday, and his touch was much better than I thought. Wickham, it was for Wickham a, for was a revelation. Yeah, really. It really I mean, was. I think he had a hand in just about well, certainly the first three goals, didn't he? Wickham, so, Wickham yeah. uh, was was my second man of the match, just just behind James MacArthur. Not think not Biala. I I thought James I MacArthur had his MacArthur best game. Well. I, I thought he absolutely bossed the whole game. Yeah. He, he ran the game from from uh, from ten yards further on than he normally mm. yeah. does. Which well, it felt like the whole team was, was like the whole team was a, well, ten yards further. Kabai Kabai was great in that normal breaking up play sort of role, but. Mm. Because MacArthur was so prominent, Kabai was less so than normal, before. Yeah. But clearly, and also MacArthur getting in the box. Newcastle clearly hadn't factored that, so that, that was, he was never marked. He was well, that was something that you, Kevin, yeah. have mentioned on quite a few pods, which is every whoever's up one. top. <laughs> all right, every single one. Yeah. Whoever's up top, it, it doesn't matter if they're there if there's no one getting in the box. And that, and yet the first goal MacArthur yeah, scored, yeah. Wickham turned, he yeah. played it to MacArthur, and there was four other Palace yeah. players on the edge of the well, box. Well, we've mentioned it more. Yeah. We've mentioned it more in, a, in trying to make excuses for Blasi and Zahar in that. They are very frustrating, but as we've said, there are quite a few times there have been when they've looked up and there's been no one there, but that was just wasn't the case on... And I think, you know, they, that's the reason they were getting the crosses in early, because they knew that somebody was going to be in the, mm-hmm. in the box. I mean, it helped that when Wickham got the crossing for the second goal, four Newcastle defenders literally ran over the ball. Oh, over. Got, well, I mean, it was well, Sunday league style. Yeah, it was, but also they turned their... But they kept, as, as Alan Shearer pointed out and Chris Kamara pointed out, they turned their backs 
the, the first three goals, the guy it deflected off from McArthur's goal turned his back. Mm. Young Matt uh, turned his back on on Wilf. Wilf, somebody, somebody, somebody turned it. Um, Blassie, somebody turned it back on Wilf. He was unmarked and he was ten yards away. But you can't. Mm. The, the the least you expect from your defenders is just get the ball in the face, just lunge at the ball, do anything. Yeah. Just can't you can't do that. And it's just they just look like they didn't they care. Were terrible, they, they were terrible. really. They I were mean, really in poor. hindsight, they were the perfect team for us to play after Monday night and the frustration yeah, well, well, we I had. Do, I, they do didn't, think, they didn't I do like think I do think we probably would have beaten most teams in the league playing like that if we played like that from the start. But if if we'd gone one 0 down, it might have been different against yeah. another team. And also, I think it also reflects how good a manager Allardyce is at this level as well because. Sunderland, yeah. Sunderland did a job on us. Yeah, without as much a doubt. as none of us want to admit that. No, but he did a job on us. But I don't think if I don't, I don't think some uh, Allardyce could do that with that Newcastle team. Yeah, I just don't think they. I just think they're bottlers. I, just I don't they're... know why McLaren didn't look at that game against <coughs> Sunderland and go right. That guy knows how to. Because they haven't got the defence for it. They haven't got the defence to do that. But they did. But he, he went to three centre backs at the start of the second half. And you see the goal straight away. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't he just look at it and go with that? We've got to stop Balassian's heart. Yeah. We, we know that, mm-hmm. and and you know, give Pardew his credit. He didn't do much tinkering, but he just did enough to work. Mm-hmm. I think they expected Newcastle to be a similar sort of proposition, but they just they were just laughable. Well, it's, it's so I can't remember the last time. As soon as we went two one up, I'm, and I'm the most pessimistic <coughs> Palace fan of all, but even I went two one up. It's just a matter of we're not yeah. going to lose. There was a game, game years ago we played when we when Lombardo was still here. And we went down and played Norwich at home. Remember yeah. that? And they went one 0 up against right. us. Yeah. And then Nicky Rizzo scored from like forty yards. Or well, it wasn't forty yards, but eighteen yards. And um, it was exactly the same thing. Yeah. You said knew from then on. Person when actually that ended five one as well. Yeah. Um, but does Andy Street? Uh, who's been quiet so far? Um, well, I'm, I'm only good at dissecting mis- misery and tragedy. <laughs> well, let me... When there's good stuff going on, I've got no position. Okay, well, we'll see I? you in an hour then. Okay, um, yeah, be back. Does does then because we have like all season? Balassi is not a striker. Balassi is not a striker. Can't play through the middle. But is Saturday an example of actually with the right system? Balassi can be an absolute threat. I don't. I don't well, it was it was as you say a bit of a, a change of system really. I, I'm I'm all all for sometimes saying that. 4-4-2 is outdated because against some teams who pack the midfield properly then you do end up a man down but when you're playing against such an anemic team like Newcastle that have nothing in the middle anywhere that have nothing down the flanks and that have absolutely abject centre-backs it can actually reap dividends and yeah. you, you know you saw that in the uh, Carling Cup or whatever it's called when we played Charlton as well another sort of similarly poor team who couldn't cope with just a normal flat 4-4-2 with uh, just good players <coughs> in the position um, Balassi no I don't think he would work as the sort of lone front man as, as we've kind of seen tried uh, on occasion this season and last season but yeah if you put, if you get him playing close to Wickham I thought he was absolutely fantastic he's now starting to actually anticipate balls into the box better it's the second time this season after the, the West Brom game where he's, he's followed in mm-hmm. and actually carried on the run for a set piece and ended up scoring at the far post uh, in front of the Homesdale and he's just playing with a lot more intelligence and um, even the goal he scored in the first half, you know, how many times did we say last season about his erratic finishing and how he mm-hmm. plays things high and wide? I mean, it'd be very easy for anyone coming in there to sort of lean back. On their weaker foot. On their yeah. weaker foot, yeah. you know, blaze it over the bar. But again, a very calm finish. Um, so it was, it was kind of a strange game in some ways in that you didn't know quite which it was, whether it was Newcastle being that bad or Palace playing well. And it's probably a combination of both. I was, I was more encouraged by Balassi's second goal because that was a proper striker's goal yeah. I thought because yeah, like you say the instant, I don't know if it was a, again it's hard to tell because Newcastle was so poor and the, the marking was so bad I don't know if that was a, if it was a training 
It looked like it. It's not. It's not a very subtle one. Hit lump it towards somebody as unmarked. But but like I say, Blasi's anticipation was good, and also the finish was really good as well. So that 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 gave me more encouragement that he could play. But I think Andy's right. I don't think he'll ever be able to play as a lone striker. But and it. Probably Pardew would say it wasn't four four two. It's more four four one. And then he called us idiots. And then, yeah, but, but basically, <laughs> yeah. But, but I thought it was interesting that Wickham was the one that was was kind of in the past. It's been Balassi and and either Zahar or Sako that have been sort of mobile and moving across the back four. But yeah. Wickham was doing that. Wickham really was sort well of doing everything, wasn't it? Everything you yeah. ask of a lone man running running the channels, holding it up, yeah, winning headers. But he wasn't things. He wasn't lone really. That's the thing because we were hunt for the first time this season. We were hunting in packs virtually mm. the whole time. But I. I Again, the worry is with Wickham as you look at his goal scoring record, but if he could do that with many assists in, well, a, way that Cameron, in a way that Cameron didn't actually have any clear, I can think of any click up chances. No, but but he looks, well, the, the goal for Zahar, it's like Cameron Jerome, I think, probably would have tried a shot from there. Whereas he looked, you could see he was looking, as soon as he touched it past the defender, he was looking all the clever time. Ball as well. yeah, yeah, it was really, really, really ball, clever yeah. ball. And to be fair, Blassie's second goal, the, the one we just talked yeah, about, yeah, 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 yeah. he, he took yeah. it off Wickham's toes. Yeah, so yeah. Wickham was there. And, you know, and it's only uh, his sixth game for Palace or seventh game or something. So and, and Ward, uh, again, he, the back forward, and he's there, but Ward looked like he had the energy he didn't have on. Hmm. On, on Monday night, and also because we were playing more up front, he, they didn't need to slow it down and stop f- and wait for him to get to get outside because other players were doing that. So it was really, it was actually very pleasant to watch. It was, it, it was, it was a perfect response, as you said. Yeah. It was a perfect response to Monday. Hmm. Yes, I, th- I think it's almost like you could talk more about how bad Newcastle were than how good we were. Hmm. Um, I think they, but saying that. We actually went there and we did a job on them, and we got five goals from open play. But it could have been a lot more. You know, there was four towards towards the end. You had uh, punch and blazing it over Ward, blazing it over. You know, it could it could have been a lot lot worse for. Blasi nearly got a hat trick. -trick. So it it was quite pleasing to to see the number of opportunities being carved out by Palace, albeit against an absolutely terrible. We did get pointed out by listeners that every time you say Balassi should be dropped, I know that's why. So we did. Can you get him? He's rubbish away. Everton. A terrible ground for him, but punching. I thought punching looked as close to his best performance of the season. I thought just because I thought from the first ten or so. Do you think? Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, I think that was his best performance because for the first time this season he he had a role. He knew where where, where to be and what to do, mm. and some of his crossing and it because Balassi and Zahar played so well, it wasn't really picked up on any of the TV shows. But his crossing was brilliant. Punching's crossing really really good. Mm. Well, it's the and, one for know, the Blassie yeah. opportunity yeah, for the hat-trick. Probably one of the best crosses yeah. we've seen going from a Palace winger this season. Yeah. And he doesn't, doesn't barely ever play as a winger. The energy, the energy at the end as well, still for Blassie still to have that energy. And for MacArthur still to... Because I think MacArthur won it in he the first did. place. He did, yeah. And then to have that energy to get up there and score, that was... Yeah. Well, was, let me put you this then. Who, who, I would say MacArthur was man of the match on, on, on uh, Saturday for his all-action display, but who would you say was man of the match? There's plenty of contenders. I thought, before... The other thing as well, do you know what... Probably with we maybe we were a bit too unfair. Monday night we were poor. Well, I don't think we were quite as disastrous as we maybe thought. We, we got were. outdone. We just we? got out yeah, thought. Yeah. It's disappointing, but we we did have our moments. There. I think the last for me it was well. Again, it's a good problem to have because he, he. I'm sure there would be people who are arguing two or three players, but Belasi probably for me would be. Uh, Wickham would have a shout for man of the match. Yeah, shout. Wickham was great. Certainly, MacArthur would definitely have a shout. Belasi would definitely have a shout. But okay, it's a funny thing with Blas. We talked before when he's he's either really good or he's 
No, he's not. He just hasn't got that thing that other players like a Rooney's got. Even when he's playing badly, he can make something happen. Well, what was so yeah. great is that he obviously had a great game and he scored two goals. Yeah, you know. Well, joined, so that's now joint top scorer. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which you know, which and and we all know this. This game is mainly about confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, well, and, he he and looks like you know, that could only bode 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 well for the future. To me, he looks like he wants to take responsibility when he plays more in the middle. He looks like he really wants to make things happen. He's like, which is half the battle, really, because he's just he, he had more enthusiasm on his own than the, the whole Newcastle team had, mm-hmm. and that's it's, it's no wonder Newcastle fans were so upset. So when they were talking to some in the pub afterwards, it's more re- resignation than oh, upset. Yeah. It's just kind of they all think they're going down, and it's like well, unless they, they bring play like that in the future, then they are. But Colaccini's yeah. well, because Colaccini, we've been linked with Colaccini a couple of times. A few. Exactly, but <laughs> I would have been, 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 been delighted. When he was first linked, I would have been delighted. I would have said, no, whatever it takes, get mm. Colaccini down, because he's, he's one of those players, he's a leader, he's, but he was just, I don't know whether age just caught up with him or whether he's just fed up, but he's just... Because to be beaten that easily by Wickham, it, it's, it shouldn't, it should, just shouldn't happen, really. But it does yeah. make you realise just how good... You know, every week mm-hmm. we talk about... Delaney, who obviously we had on the podcast, and how he impresses us by doing so well each week. But we compare it to other defences. That Delaney and Dan partnership it well, is so good. Uh, isn't it? We are lucky yeah, to have this. It. Is a, this is a jinx, though, no, because we've got we've, <laughs> they were talking. Chris got, we scored the second highest number of goals from set pieces, mm-hmm. and considered the second fewest right, okay. from set pieces. So. That's a lot of that's obviously down to Pardew and defensive coaching, but However, particularly down to Dan. I've got that. Oh, good. We, we, there's only two teams in the league who have uh, conceded more shots than us this season, and they are Newcastle and Sunderland. Right? And they're not only pot shots in dangerous areas as well. Mm. If anything, Palace are overperforming in terms of goals conceded. That's interesting. Wow. So I don't know whether what whether we put that down to not being a defensive shield in front of the back four or sort of playing a more open style. But um, yeah, lots of the sort of data and stats guys. Yeah, technically, Jermaine Defoe's goal would count as a shot, wouldn't it? Yeah, probably. But that's an interesting stat. But. Well, and yeah, and yeah, only three teams, I think, have actually conceded less goals than Palace this fewer. season. Fewer. Fewer. Fewer goals <laughs> than Palace this season. So that's an interesting stat. I mean, it does make you wonder whether um, you get the whole sort of regression to the mean thing. We'll have like some weird games where possibly, we can see like yeah, three possibly, for, yeah. for, and it looks like a marginal game. But, yeah. you know, at the moment, if you're riding your luck, why not? You know? I, I mean, thought Pardew's not coming out of games like <coughs> getting absolutely yeah, hammered yeah, by yeah. anyone. I thought Pardew's comments after were quite interesting because clearly, yeah, there's rumours that did lay into them on after the Sunday game. But clearly, a couple of things he said when he, he said he'd mentioned to the players that like, oh, we're a top six team or we're just happy to bobble about in the middle. And I think you could tell he got a response. You know? Oh yeah. So I know there were Palace fans already last week. Yeah, oh, we, we did second season syndrome with Pardew. He's famous for it, but it's clear the players still really like him. And, and that was a, a, a definite response because time's gone by. Going going one nil down after Monday night, we would have we, we would have folded. Yeah, yeah and, we, and we did the opposite. And again, we can talk about Newcastle to a blue in the face, but you can only beat what's mm. in front. Of it. And in times gone by, we've played poor teams and we've beaten them one nil, two nil, to actually keep going and keep scoring. But it is interesting. We could have scored ten. That we that, could have easily done. That yeah. for me was the, one of the, the best things about Saturday was the fact that we just carried, even when we yeah. went three yeah, one, yeah, yeah. we just carried on. We carried. Yeah. We just want to keep on scoring, keep on scoring. And it was, you know, it was just great to see that, to see that energy, that energy, and just you know that total commitment. And mm. also, I mean, one of the problems in the when we were worried about relegation in previous seasons, our goal difference was never was terrible yeah. when the new managers came in. And now it's in a very positive 
literally, as, as, JD, <laughs> as JD would say, is literally, literally positive. literally is. Literally, literally is positive. Paris are literally on fire, aren't they, JD? Literally on fire. Literally. Um, literally I never, on I've fire. never said that. Um, but even Bamford looked right when he came on. Bamford put himself about a little bit. Yeah. Lee came on. Damning with faint praise. No, no, sorry. Even Bamford wasn't That's fair, Yeah, to be fair, it is a little bit. But he's no Sonogo, is he? He's a better player than Sonogo. Well, I think, yeah, he is. So the other thing as well, because I'd completely forgotten that we still had Lee. Yeah. And him coming back is a really another really good option yeah, especially with Sacco injured mm. him coming back that was a real bonus I think we all hoped Shamak we'd see 10-15 minutes of Shamak yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of the perfect game for him to come on really yeah. Yeah, thought, but so. I think there's more a perfect game for Bamford really to give him a bit of yeah. a bit of time and a positive still not decision. convinced I mean we've got one month left before his, there's an option to go back uh, reportedly I think, I think, so I think, I think he'll, he'll go, go I think he'll go I'm not yeah. sure I don't think we're paying all his way I, it, I think it depends I don't think he'll go until we've got Charlie Austin or whoever it is we get Glenn in. Murray back online. Oh, oh, I would love that. Full so much. Eddie Howe. Has he? Has he? Well, allegedly. But he made a big difference. <laughs> he made a big difference when he came on for them on Saturday. Oh, crazy. He equalised with a quick free kick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was. Yeah. I don't think there's everything. I can't remember where I, I would love that. Someone else would be true. Yeah. Oh, the little bloke with the glasses. Yeah, the little bloke with the yeah, glasses. Yeah, he's never wrong. He's yeah. never wrong. Except about the fact that Hitler's still alive. He's wrong about that. <laughs> Is that the guy <laughs> they forced to wear a palace shirt on match days? What, Hitler? Hitler? Yeah. Not, not Hitler. Yeah. Or little the little guy. guy. Yeah, I don't know. Hate wearing Going back to that stat, though, about us not coming from behind under Pardew much, is really interesting because the last year or so, it has nearly almost exactly been a year since Pardew's been in charge. We've all agreed as being one of the best yeah. performing years of Palace. Yeah. And yet, why did we struggle to come from behind so much against teams? It's a bit of an odd stat, really. It's, I was, I was, I was really surprised by that stat because I kind of it's not. I wasn't. I just wasn't aware of it. No, it just I didn't occur to me. To be honest, but I, the, the reason we struggle is because we haven't got a lot of goals in this. I mean, Saturday was. That's why you'd be really worried if you're a Newcastle fan because we're a team that struggles to score goals. That was a f- fluke, really. Yeah. yeah. In previous games, we go one goal down. It's, it's hard to see us scoring two goals in a, in a game. Re- re- recently. Hmm. And the thing is, if we go 1-0 up, we've got a really well-organised defence, so it's hard then to see another team scoring two against us. But I, I, don't, know, I don't think it's anything to worry about. It's, it's, it would be if we were doing it all. Yeah. But Newcastle have got have lost nine now from being ahead. Have they? They've been ahead by a clear margin, the team in the Premier League that have lost most games. Wow. After going ahead, and that's because again, but they, they haven't got the players to defend the lead. It's simple as that. There's so there was one bit. I think it was the second goal when they pointed it out on Sky or whoever it was. But the, their back four was already on, the, on their 18 yard line. We, mm. When Balassi, we had three or four players. I know it's when um, uh, Wickham nicked it off Colbeck. Yeah, right. And their back four was already on the 18 yard line. So mm. it was 40 yards between. Our players, but it's like a playground. Mm. <laughs> it's just, and, they would, and then and then they Colicini went to ground for no apparent reason. But that's what we hoped, didn't it? Because we're saying all season about Palace's home form, we're struggling to break teams down. Newcastle came and played the exact way that we would hope an away team would come, you know, and give us. This, but there was so much space between the midfield and the yeah, defence yeah. that Balassi was exploiting, yeah. which I guess proves that you know maybe we, we our form at home doesn't look great, but maybe we haven't been that bad. Maybe we've just come up against teams who've. Know how to outplay us, but actually, we do have a players and a squad I that don't know. I, I, I have think, the ability to do that given the, the chance. I, th- I think we still do need to work on the fact that we're at times predictable against deep and compact yeah. teams, and the fact that at the moment we don't really have a, 
a plan B against those types of teams. It seems a bit churlish to be saying this off. We just won five. Well, you know, but there was kind of a plan B. I mean, because Pardew identified several. I thought it was very interesting. He, he made it plain that he was always going to pick the same eleven. Because we all, I think everybody in the pub beforehand yeah. predicted yeah. at least we did on the pod. Yeah. We thought at least two changes. Yeah, we didn't least, think Punch yeah. would start. We didn't think we thought she might, might start. We didn't think one was a horrible ass he would start. Mm. But and he did tinker a little bit. He clearly identified what was wrong on. Mm. on Monday night and again it might be lucky as we keep saying Newcastle were poor but I think he worked out what the problem was and he rectified it but I do think Andy's right against better teams we still need because other teams will options. come and they will play like but I thought that was really they? good management for Pardew by keeping the same team yeah. because we, we all said after the Sunderland game we all put it down to it's just a bad day at the office yeah. it was a bad yeah. day at the office so by keeping the same team keeping keeping them just made the, you know it just it just got them all going. I thought, right, we're going to prove it to you now. We're yeah, but it. having said that, at five past two, when the teams came out, we all thought oh, it was yeah. bad management. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's terrible <laughs> management. What's he doing? Well, Idiot, what's he doing? But no, he's right. It turns out he does know more about football than, than we, yeah. than well, we did. That's but he would have... would have managed when yeah. we sit around your kitchen table on the Monday night. <laughs> dining room, yeah. Sorry, dining room. He would have... I mean, he would have bollocked him. Yeah, but it's, it's... Yes, he was right to pick the same team yeah. with hindsight, but... Um, Wickham took a lot of stick on I, I think unwarranted stick on we Monday night yeah. Um, yeah. from a lot of fans but there were so many signs on, on Saturday that he yeah. he spent a lot of money on him Yeah. but, but do you think that he could that could turn for your money well spent and he could be the guy up front to he do that role he just needs to score some goals yeah. I mean he needs to score it's as simple as that he's, he's got all the attributes for a, a great centre forward and he, you know, and I think he proved it on Saturday that he can hold the ball up and he's got and he's got speed he's got thought and he can read the game. He just needs to score some goals. And once he starts start scoring, then you know, I, 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 upwards. I have to say, mm. I thought I had him down as a battering ram. I didn't think he had that sort no, of intelligence. I didn't think I, he had I, that guile. Mm. To me, he played the way that everyone tells us that Bamford was supposed to be like yeah, in the championship, yeah, yeah. and that's what we expected from him. From, from whenever you saw we could play for Sunderland or for Ipswich before that, he was just like a big lumpy centre mm. forward. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, and it was the ball got put in front of him, and he would either get onto it or not, or even mm-hmm. get his head to it. But I'd, I'd never associated that level of intelligence with him. And I thought, I thought his touch with both feet was really, mm. was really good. And as I say, it's just I thought it was impressive that he didn't choose to shoot when there was quite a few options when he could have done, and he didn't. He laid it off again for the McCarthy. He could have shot then. He could have shot with a Balassi one. So, uh, but the, it, as you say, though, the final analysis, you judge a striker by exactly. ten years' time. If you're looking at the record books and you see. He scored one goal in fifty games. You're going to think that was a waste of money. That's very true. Yeah. But I think he will get. But having said that, you're, I, you're do, right, you're I do good. think he'll get goals. I, yeah, think, I think he'll get goals yeah, as well. But you know, also, I think he'd be really good. I think if you've got Gale back as well, I think he'd be a great option with Gale because you talk Andy talking about you know, Plan B, Plan C. If you need goals and you get, you can get Wickham getting because Wickham won every header as well from Hennessy. Mm. If you've got Gale running onto the flicks from, you know, but they, it is interesting. We've been saying that, but but kind of assuming that Pardew wouldn't change the system, but. Saturday was an example of the fact that actually maybe he could. So maybe we could have a situation of a Wickham Gale. At least at maybe point. doesn't have to, maybe doesn't change the systems during games yeah, rather than actually it's... from game to game. Yeah, I think maybe clearly that, that was an example that he can. Well, yeah. I think what Pardew will never change. I mean, I, you can't imagine Pardew ever playing three centre backs, for example. Or Pardew's clearly wedded to the four the mm. four defenders, the two holding midfield players and then, Although, and then all the rotation comes not suggesting we should but we do kind of have the personnel for three to back you could easily yeah, yeah, put but, Kelly in yeah, there and yeah, have yeah, Ward and Suarez as your yeah, wing yeah, backs they, they could, could do a job of that I'm not saying we should I don't yeah, think yeah. we should but 
Um, can Suarez, I... It's interesting because Suarez quite often looks like he would be happier as a wing back. But he does, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a defense, certainly as a defensive fullback. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's a great wing forward. But it doesn't strike me that I mean, Pardew, I think all his changes will be made with the front four players rather than the mm. the players behind them. I think. Mm. Because it's worked so well defensively, except from shots, as we apparently find out. Mm. <laughs> that's a weird stat, that, but but I, I trust Andy on that on that stat. Well, um, that's nice. After all the bickering during the four full starts, his pod had <laughs> this evening. But it's a weird one. Take five, take... everybody. That was that, that. Hello was take five. Don't <laughs> need to know that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, there's a weird stat considering we haven't conceded that many goals. But um, could that be down to good goalkeeping? I don't know. No, no. Okay, good. Don't start one Hennessy for us, good. Well, no, well, let's, let's let's for one week not talk about start goalkeepers. With complete strangers. I introduced you to a couple of people within a minute. You were going about Hennessy's starting position for the goal on <laughs> Monday night. No, what are you talking about? His starting position. He starts in goal. You idiot. We touched on it earlier, and uh, Did we? I just want to. <laughs> I just want to talk about James MacArthur because um, I think that was his, one of his best games at Palace, and I think he is becoming one of our most consistent and effective midfielders. Yeah. And someone in the pub afterwards said he is our best all-action midfielder since Sir Jeff Thomas. Wow. Which I think Ooh. is stretching it a bit, but I feel like he could become someone like that. I think he's obviously enjoying himself. He's definitely, yeah. definitely enjoying himself, which always, always helps. You and also, it, for the first time, he seems to be happy to talk to the press afterwards. Which yeah. I, think, I don't think he's got that Jeff Thomas ability yet to grab a game... Because that's what we need. Monday night is the sort of thing we talked about. That's, it just needs a Jeff Thomas or a yeah, Brian Robson yeah. to go, look, sod this, it's not working, let's just run out more. Even talk about putting Ledley in there. Just to, mm. I don't think he's quite got that. And he hasn't scored, he's not scored enough goals yet. But yes, he's developing as one of the best. Yeah. And, I, and how can he not get better with Kabai there? Exactly, I was just about to say, he's, he's getting better because he's playing against one of the best players I've ever had. And I don't, the things I still don't think we've seen Kabai <laughs> at his best. We haven't no, seen we haven't you know, done, sort no. of. And it must have been so upsetting for Newcastle fans to see Kabai in there. Because yeah. they, they, there was clauses in his contract about them getting first option, they didn't want him back. And it's just to see him just do all those simple things really well. And, and then be taken off to save his legs. Yeah. That was funny. Which yeah, yeah. I don't think he was very happy about. Was he? Did, did he didn't look very happy, did he? But, no. but then, then the best again, players want to stay on all the time. Of course you want to stay yeah. Yeah, on. Yeah. But I mean, is that, is that we've, we've spoken about who was man of the match earlier and everyone that played well we hadn't even mentioned Kabai once because it, we've had so many other players playing well yeah. is that the Kabai effect in a way that now a lot of our other players are really stepping up and Kabai is yes he's probably our most technically best player but now he's just what someone else in the team and everyone else is proving that they can be match winners as well I think so we mentioned it a little bit last week mm. with Punch and as maybe that's one of the reasons why he's not been brilliant recently because Kabai's publicly getting paid more than anybody else and Pardew's mm. said that's because he's easily the best player yeah. we've got but you'd like to think that any any decent player would be inspired by having him Absolutely. having him there you'd, you'd like to think that on the training ground because mm. by all accounts on the training ground he's really really impressive mm. so you'd like to think they'd want to show off to him and impress him because clearly what's interesting is more and more recently he, he gets into him, he really lays into him. If the pass goes wrong or something yeah, goes wrong, Kabai's yeah. there nagging him. So I, th- I think he must be having an effect. And what's encouraging or exciting is that we you can't pick one game where you say, oh, Kabai... I mean, West Brom, brilliant. Yeah. But the passing was great. But you, there's not one game where you've seen, where you think, oh, he was world-class, he was outstanding, he won that game on his own. So that's all to come. Yeah. That's still to come. And I think it's possibly because he played so few games last season that he's still not, not back into the pace of the game. Because this... 
we played with a lot of energy. So I think in Newcastle, we kind of it was sort of protected in midfield. He didn't do a lot of a lot of the running he's doing for us. No. So I think we've still got so much more to come with. But we sit, as we said before, that side of the game is something we didn't expect. And, and I think actually that is allowing people like MacArthur to, to yeah, yeah, definitely. cover more ground and yeah. punch when he plays well to improve. But also, you'd quite like in a perfect world to see MacArthur occasionally let Goodbye yeah. be the one that gets into the box. We all want Goodbye to play a bit further forward at times, don't we? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And I think he will. If I can end part one on an interesting sort of uh, comparison... Mm. I think Newcastle, I know they're playing terrible this season, but I think they're quite a good team no, not. to no. <laughs> a good team to uh, manage your uh, sort of a yardstick in terms of how we've progressed in the last three years. Because first season they came to Stellhurst and they absolutely smashed us. Yeah. Last season they came to Stellhurst and we had a one all draw in yeah. February. Mm. And then this season they've come to Stellhurst and we've absolutely played them off the park. So if you're looking at the bigger picture, Actually, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I would yeah. say that they are, I know they're playing badly, but they're an average established Premier League team. Mm. And you look at those three results and how we've progressed in those three. I mean, or you could just say they've regressed massively. In the or they've, years. maybe, maybe. Mm. They, yeah, they had goodbye in their team their first just, year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The thing as well, you look at even in that old programme that was in the current matchday programme. I think the Newcastle team from '85, when they had mm. Kevin Keegan in there and Chris Waddle, and they've always been a team where they're as likely to lose four three as win four three. Yeah. But you know, Philip Albert, all those, you know, those great games when King was there, they were a team that you would want to watch play football. They were, they were a team; they're a, they're a massive side. They've won nothing, but they are a big, iconic side. And the fact is, your your point, JD, is really an interesting one because you could argue as well that about the infrastructure of the club, you could say that in each of those three seasons you've talked about. We're being run better and better. Yes, that's true. And Newcastle are being run less efficient because the fact that they've put Steve McLaren on the board and given him shares in the club. And made I mean, that's crazy. It's virtually unsackable. Yeah, it's just, yeah. This whole business with their, with, you know, with Alan, which Alan Pardew mentioned in the Player of the Year thing, that this Newcastle got this recruitment committee. Mm. And I know McLaren's part of it, but it, this, they've tried to impose this sort of continental style system on a club that. And I just think if you're a Newcastle fan, you want to see local players in the team. You want to see, but they just seem to have a lot of players good, but just can't be honest. They don't There's understand a lot of them coasting, aren't they? They yeah. just don't. They don't seem to understand the culture. They don't. They're not even bright enough to make it look like they're making an effort. It's, it's get a yellow it's, it's, Shearer said, "Get a yellow card for the last goal. Just trip Malassi up." Yeah, it's thirty it's, seconds to go. It's it's almost the best yeah. thing that could happen for Newcastle is for them to get relegated. And to just get a little bit of a wake-up call. And that happened a few years ago, whole, didn't it? Yeah, the whole yeah. team to just... Except I think it's much harder now. When they went down before, they had mm. so many resources. Yeah, they You'd be amazed yeah. if they didn't yeah. come back up now. Now they'd just be that, they'd just be another club. But, you know, if, if you look at Bournemouth, look at Bournemouth the way they fought to come back from 2-0 down mm. and then 3-2 down. Mm. Less, I imagine most of their players now are probably not as good or worth as much as... Newcastle players Sunderland to be fair there's not one of them who didn't come off that pitch yeah. having put everything into yeah. it and I don't think any Newcastle player I don't think any no, none, of them none of them could actually hold their head up high when they came on and that's one thing we've never there's never been any doubt with Palace it's, and to be fair never, it wasn't under Warlock and it wasn't under Holloway there was never any doubt that all of them go, had given everything so we got beaten by a lot of teams because we weren't a good team yeah. we, yeah. we didn't yeah. have players as good but they never we it was never for, <laughs> yeah it was never for the want to try you yeah. can never lay that at them and that's as a football fan that's pretty much that's pretty much what you want to say that's the basic it's the very basic it's yeah. the 
It's, I, I really get Which is why players. on Saturday the Newcastle fans were shouting at their players, yeah. you're not fit to wear the shirt. All they want, as, as any football fan of any team wants, yeah. is to see your team giving 100%. Of course. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's we have played in the last minute, 4-1 yeah, up, yeah. That's why I get really cross when I hear a player say, I gave 100%. It's like, yeah, and? Yeah, exactly. Just, just what well, you're meant to be Good stuff. Okay, I think that's a good a good part to end part one on. Um, so in part two, we're going to be answering your questions, listeners. So we'll see you in a bit. Uh, welcome back to the Five Pound Podcast. Yay. Pod one fifty. Pod 158, sponsored by Vector Printing for all your print and embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk and that's Vector with a... Okay. 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 Correct. And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. Do you think we should go to Vector? Should we get some uh, podcast Christmas cards from Vector to send out to... I don't think they... they, Oh, they would do, yeah. Yeah, they're printers. We print. we, We... they print what we asked them to. That's pretty much the yeah. way it works. Can you get them embroidered as well? Like embroidered, half printed, half embroidered? Yeah, take a while. Could do. I, I don't know. really like Christmas. I'm not really going to get out my head. Of course you don't. Yeah. Um, two advent calendars ready and waiting to go for tomorrow. Yes. Nice. Fantastic. Uh, oh, yes, tomorrow. Anyway, um, our questions this week. Uh, lots of positive questions, I did imagine, but Tony Stewart Hi, Tony. Uh, Tony. Hi, Tony. says, given the results last week... Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what ones he's referring to. Does this just prove... Sutherland and Newcastle, would that be? Okay, Sutherland and Newcastle. Yeah, fine. Okay, yeah, 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 fine. Just no, I'm just saying because yeah. see what happens with the next bit. Yeah. Given the results last week, does this just <laughs> prove that we are very, we are a very average Premier League team now? Uh, no, I don't think... I think it proves... We're seventh. You look at the table. It's yeah. a lie. We're seventh after 13 games. 14 games, sorry. I think it's our third season of the Premier League. It's... it's We've got new players, but uh, it, it proves that we're in a very difficult division, is what it proves, and that you're not going to win every game a team at our level. I don't think we're average, I think we're... I think we're slightly above average. I think we're unpredictable, I think we play... I think the problem is we rely... We have a system that, when it works, is brilliant, but we rely on a couple of players that are still relatively young, uh, probably not so young that you could say you could forgive them everything, but they're still maybe not fulfilled their full potential, and... We play at such a high pace sometimes that it's difficult to replicate that two games running. But and also sometimes you just have to admit that you come across a team that deserve to beat you every now and again. So which this year everyone's beating everyone, so that's not just happening to the big teams beating as the we talked teams, about in the very first part of the season. This is exactly what uh, Jose Mourinho predicted. Yeah, it is. That yeah. he thought it was going to be the worst Premier League in terms of for the top four. Right. Yeah. Which he has. Well, he's not in the top four, that's why it's bad for him. <laughs> I think what you need to look at is teams like Aston Villa, who we are 17 points. You know, mm-hmm. Leicester. Leicester as well. Yeah. Let's, 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 yeah, Aston Villa, let's not forget, are a bigger club than us. A hugely bigger club than us in terms of their size, their money, their resources, their fan base. And we're 17 points ahead of them. In the, in the well, Premier can I answer this then instead? On... So I don't think we're average at all, actually. I think. I think we're not brilliant yet. I don't think we're consistent. That's we're consistent rather than average. Is but by right. but by so. saying average, think is, do you mean is, mean is median? By saying average almost implies that's a negative thing. Mm. I mean, I'd much rather be an average Premier League team. Well, than, we said at the start of the season, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the minimum is to stay not. up. Yeah. So to be yeah, an yeah. average Premier League team, at the moment, there's nothing wrong up. with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I also sorry to interrupt. 
as I like it when you get interrupted because then you forget what you're about to say. <laughs> probably for, for the <laughs> best. I'm, I'm going to ignore you. And just uh, I, I would. I, I reckon a lot of Man United season ticket holders would swap season tickets with Palace fans this season. Well, of course, it would be a short journey for them. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of <laughs> in terms of the type of football we play, I think it's almost inevitable that we will be inconsistent, especially at home because we've got a system that's set up for a certain a certain type mm. of play. Mm. And I think that we will be inconsistent. But I think when, even when we're losing, I still think we're... Just think back to Palace teams in the past. Yeah. You know, Doogie Freeman's teams, Neil Warnock teams, Trevor Francis teams, Peter Taylor teams. Think of some of them season after season turgid, dreadful football. We're, we're losing, we're still in games. We're still winning. Yeah, we we're we're there's we're, never been yeah, one game we're, we're not trying to get something Well, that's exactly that's it. it. Even when we're losing, like Tottenham fans will say, we, and we didn't think we played particularly well at Tottenham. But you look at Tottenham's results since, Tottenham fans will say we were one of the best teams yeah. at Every every football fan that I meet who is a fan of another Premier League team always all say positive things about Palace because you're excited to watch. Now being excited doesn't necessarily always mean good. Yeah, but there's always something going on in the game. There's always something happening. It's not like watching Man United this season where it's just turgid. Yeah, Yeah, they're grinding out results. But if you're you want to see, so you're paying good money. It's entertainment. It's football. But it's entertainment. Fair play to Alan Shearer. Alan said pretty much the same thing. Yeah, Newcastle fans, if you didn't know which team was which and you knew about the history of football, you'd say Newcastle must be the Red and Blue Stripes. Because that's the sort of thing they expect. That's the thing they're brought up to yeah. be told they're going to get. Because like I say, they'd rather lose a game 4-3, like those brilliant mm-hmm. days with Keegan with the manager. And yes, sometimes it's possible we might get a hiding once or twice a season. I don't think we will, because I think defensively we're very good. Mm-hmm. But we just, we're just... It's, you'd rather watch us play than Man United, I suppose. Mm. That. And well, the fact is, United will finish above us and probably yeah. get in the Champions League. Right. Fine, but fine. I'd still rather be on our journey. And also, I think it's really good. It's noticeable that I think the press and the media went a little bit quiet on us earlier in the season. Mm. It was almost like we were taken for granted. But re- in recent weeks, I thought it was brilliant to see Lineker, Shearer, mm. before they started on their demolition of Newcastle, pointing out that we were yeah, really yeah. good, mm. that we were really exciting. Jonathan Pierce at the end was clearly quite excited. He's a Partly a Palace fan. Yeah, yeah. Chris Kamara again just saying, look, let's point out how good Palace were before Tillamar. It's how difficult good. not to take notice of us now because it's, it's December basically and we're sixth and in the we're league. Sixth, yeah. Everyone, seventh. Everyone, Steve, seventh sorry. Steve McLaren, right from the start of the season, said 10 games. You judge it on yeah, 10 games. Yeah. But it's was, was a kind of old fashioned feel about Palace as well. Just that directness is just that willingness to go forward. And it's, it's almost a mystery as to why we're not scoring more goals because we, the positive intent is there. Has been there right from the start. Well, can I reword Tony's question then? Because I think he might have meant, or, or I translated it as, given the results last week, does this prove we are now an established Premier League right, team? Right. Okay. Yeah. Well. So you misread "average" for "established." No, it does say it says "average." Oh, I see. So why are you? Oh, well, I'm assuming maybe that's what he meant because you were saying it came. Oh, it comes see, as a negative. I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Or I'm just offering you that as well. No, fair point. If that is the case, Tony, then then yes. Yeah, I. It's hard. You it's know, hard to say. I don't. Yeah, you, you, you can't be established after two and a half seasons. Can you? Yeah. you can't be. I'm going to be more bullish. Yes, we are. I think we're getting there. We're I getting think we're there. definitely getting there. But you know, as as we often do on this pod, we we keep our feet very firmly on the yeah. ground, and I think we should do. You know, it was a great result. We're seventh in the league. It's it's nearly Christmas. And it's it, it's all positive. Yeah, we can pick we can all we can pick holes. Of course we can. Yeah. But that's our job to pick holes. I want to say. I would I would love to say. That we're becoming an established Premier League side, yeah. and as each season goes by and more money comes in, 
you get better and better. But the trouble is, James and I have got 20 more seasons than you have watching Palace, and you just can't underestimate our ability to shoot. I don't think, I think things are so different I think now. Things I generally are very think different now. Things, things are very different. And that's why Monday's result felt a little bit like a throwback to the old days because mm. I generally didn't think that was going to happen to us. Mm. But with, Whereas the result on Saturday felt like the new days. Yeah, but yeah, with the infrastructure exactly. we've got, with the manager we've got, with the investment coming in, with the new Premier League money next season, I think we're just better managed all round. And I do think we're on the way to becoming... Because this season's not... Yeah, we, we try to sort of be pretending, but it's not, we're not in a relegation battle, we're not going down... Which is great. It's, it brings oh, a new touch. sort of excitement. Yeah. And next season, well, yeah, touch with better. Next season, you think we'll have a couple of players? Yeah, we're not, but, no. Uh, I, I saw a, a stats model today. Oh. Said we got a one percent chance of going down. One percent, which is probably so, enough for Kev to worry. No, yeah. no, 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 I'm not worried. I, don't, I said we're not going down, but what it, it brings a different excitement to go into games because you yeah. still have to get used to the fact. Because yeah, let's face it, the last two seasons were incredibly exciting. The second part of mm. each season, the first. It was all very upsetting when we looked like we were going down, but you know, saving ourselves from relegation is brilliant. But this is a new kind of excitement, and it, but it takes it just takes a bit of getting used to to accept that it's we a are. It's new kind of excitement because the more and more we are, the more we are becoming established, the more the better players we're going to attract to the club. The things just it's just getting bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. As and we're part of that as fans. We're part of that, and it's so yeah. And it's not like we're looking back in history and going, "Oh, that time." This is. This it's is, happening. This is, <laughs> it's actually happening in yeah, front of us. Exactly. And it's exactly. almost like, you know, and that's what's quite hard to get, fathom because yeah. it's, actually, it's actually happening. Yeah. It's not like, oh my God, we're the team of the 80s or we're the team yeah. of the 90s. This is actually And we'll look right back here, on right this time now. at some point. Do you remember well, 2015? Yeah, yeah, well, I, mean, I don't really look back on it at all. Yeah, but also... Yeah, we'll say, remember 2015, we only finished six. Yeah. But yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I also think, it, and it's that's why I was so disappointed with Charlton fans, I... Charlton, you know, Charlton away from the Valley, nearly went out of business, mm. did that brilliant job. Charlton first did a fantastic job getting themselves back to the Valley. It was a really exciting time for them. And yet only three or four years later, they were, the Premier League wasn't enough for them. And you think, mm. with all you've been through, and I think we've all we've been through, I don't get the sense that it's ever going to become stale. I just get the feeling that because of being so close to going out of business, because of the, the, new, the owners are local, because of the new things that are happening... Mm. That it's not going to become boring for us. That we are always going to enjoy being in the yeah. Premier League. But I suspect we'll always feel, we'll always feel that this could be the season we go down. It's like, I don't think there are many Villa fans who would have thought, even at the end of last season, Villa fans would have been going, "Well, we won't be in that situation again." So you can't, mm. you can't pretend it can't happen. Mm-hmm. But I just think we are better managed all round than you know, Newcastle, Sunderland, Villa. Yeah. That we're better than them. It's, now that's what's exciting. That's why it, it does give you that. Warm, toasty, Christmassy feeling. Which Andy Street will never, ever understand. Um, okay, <laughs> the next question. That was a very good question, though. Yeah, very good thank question. You. Well, we, do we well, don't we know whether it was or not, yeah. do we? Yeah. 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 It might have been a terrible question. Well, uh, okay. Next question is from Mike Cooling. Hi, Hi Mike. Mike. And uh, he says, Good evening, panel. Good evening. Good evening. Why do you think, we touched on this, why do you think it's been so hard to be consistent this season? One match lousy, the next match great. I, I think we, I think, and I think we were guilty of this. I have to say, I think we, we, I think we maybe overreacted to the Sunderland performance, and we maybe and to the Newcastle one. I think we've, I think we've tried to be, we've tried to put a lot of caveats in place for the Newcastle performance, yeah. but I just think we're in a really, really 
we're not in the best league in the world in terms of quality, but we're in a really... We're a very competitive league, aren't we? Yeah, you look at Spain and Italy, it's a, it's a miracle. If a team outside the top six beats a, a top two team mm. in Spain, it, it, it's headline news. They just don't... They don't expect to go into games win, beating, winning those. And basically, even now, every Premier League team thinks they can win every, every yeah. against every yeah. opposition. Yeah. And we've seen it this season. No one's frightened of going to Old Trafford anymore, no. or to Anfield, or to Stamford Bridge, or even to the to the Etihad, or, or even to Sellers Park. Yeah, so you know, teams are, you know those the big teams are getting Arsenal again. Yeah. No one's frightened of Arsenal anymore. Norwich result. It's just, I think it's just a corollary of that, and also it's the fact that we are still new in that division, and we still. Have got players that possibly won't be there next season. I don't know. It's just everyone in the league has been inconsistent this season. Really, I mean, yeah, Man, Man, Man City will Man probably City. win the league. They've been inconsistent. Arsenal yeah. have looked like the best technical the, team in the league. Probably the only consistent team has probably been Leicester or Aston Villa. Or Aston Villa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure there's a Leicester podcast going on at the moment with the equivalent of me saying the dreadful East Midlands accent. We will we'll lose next game and then we won't win another one. But. <laughs> And I do, I, I said that on Saturday, I'll never forgive Leicester for that Steve Claridge fluky loop, so oh, I'm not yeah. that delighted about it. But you have to admit, in terms of the, the football story, it's a great story. It's a great it's story. A great yeah. story. Mm, it is, yeah. You know, and it, we're in a league, you know, two seasons ago, that, you know, last year Leicester beat them, Man United early on, and that was a fluke, total yeah, three. Yeah. But two or three seasons ago, if Leicester got a draw against United in the Premier League, you say, Christ, that's a, mm-hmm. what was wrong with United? That's, yeah. But now it's becoming... You don't expect... Those teams don't expect mm-hmm. to go away anymore. It's almost becoming the win. norm that people can... Anyone can challenge anyone. Yeah. Which is good. It makes for an exciting yeah. league, doesn't yeah. it? But also because you've got teams like Bournemouth as well who are not just sitting back. They're taking teams on. It's not, it's not like teams are just like parking the bus all the time they're winning games in the different well, sort of ways. Yeah, but Sunderland, to be fair to Sunderland, Sunderland were quite positive. They played two up front and they got forward as yeah. often as they could. Yeah, they so they, it wasn't. Yeah, we've seen more negative teams. At, mm. at yeah, that's true. Yeah, and the frustrating thing about that was that we. That's the one that I have to say even more churlish to me. The most churlish comment was after the game on uh, Saturday. It just went, well, why didn't Pardew do that half time on Monday? <laughs> <laughs> and you go well actually it's probably a fair point but, you know, but, you know, but we, we were in the game that's why but it's like okay the next question comes from Jack Pierce. hi Jack hi Jack and Jack says rightly or wrongly Wilf was booked again for quote unquote simulation <laughs> that challenge in the area that, that wasn't yeah. in is this an area of concern for us I didn't uh, I think was he touched I didn't think he was we were at the opposite end but so we uh, but I, I think Wilf was so cross about it. I think sometimes the defender didn't have a go at Wilf. Because no. normally the defender will, will turn on them. And Wilf was clearly really, really mm. aggrieved. And then there's only one paper that even mentioned it because there's so many more things happened. Mm. But it said that kind of Wilf sort of went under him. His foot, the player's foot was up and Wilf sort of went under it, sort of took him, but said it wasn't a die. Well, I, 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 I don't know. I think the problem is, and the same with Andy Johnson, is that inevitably... You win three or four penalties, in a, you know, as we did. Mm. You know, West Brom, Watford. There's uh, another one as well. I think inevitably referees, referees talk. Referees all that'll be something they'll say. Mm. Keep an eye on Sahar because Wilf then got clipped a few minutes later. That looked even more like a foul yeah, out yeah, on the I, wing. I, I, I got think, nothing for that. I, I don't think Wilf. I think sometimes he's so ungainly. I don't think he's. He's not actually young. I don't think he's deliberately diving. But he just but, looks like he's diving sometimes, I think. As we said once about Johnny Williams, he maximises his falling potential. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't but then think... Where's, where's the fa- is it a foul? That's the thing. I where's think it's up, to, it's up for a good... It's, the referee, to be fair, was really close. But 
I think in, if it's, well, you could, you know, the referee booked him, but it, I, without having seen it properly, I can't really say. But I think it's it's an area. It's not an area of concern about him being a player that dives, but it is that he may get that reputation. reputation yeah, exactly. Work. He's yeah. got a style of play as well. He, he completed more successful take-ons in November than any other Premier League player, Did including he? Eden Hazard and well, Alexis really. Sanchez. Wow. So he, wow. he's clearly a guy who, with the ball at his feet, will beat men, and that will sometimes draw the foul. And sometimes if, if he's slightly over-exaggerated with, with uh, the full after the contact, referees, some will give it, some won't. I, mean, yeah. I, I completely agree with, with Kevin that it's a bit of a worry if... He does develop a reputation because I think that sort of becomes pervasive and it's happened a few times now. So mm. I kind of hope that he will at least just try to stay on his feet just thinking about it because he may well just not get the decisions because of that at the moment, unfortunately. But he doesn't, unless I'm, I'm maybe trying to protect him too much, he doesn't exaggerate his falls. Though. He doesn't sort of throw his... But the penalties look like they're contact, doesn't it? Well, the penalties, the ones he got, he always looks for contact, though. But that's what you yeah, do. That's, with, fine. That's, what do, do that's, that's what you do with that position. That's what he does. He the looks penalty, for contact, the, and that's fair enough. The penalties yeah. Watford West Brom were, were nailed on penalties. Yeah. They were yeah. absolutely nailed on penalties, and the referee got those those right. But it, yeah, it is a cause for concern. I think to answer the question. But obviously, the thing is, it's strange that they don't tend to get booked if they're fouled outside the penalty area. It's weird. It Which seems like there's one rule bit, for yeah. fouls everywhere else on the pitch and yeah. different rules for fouls in the box, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Which, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not a referee, but that shouldn't be the case. But that is frustrating when you get the lack but of consistency. You know, it's all Balassi's physique is much. He looks much stronger than Zahar. Yeah. Balassi very rarely goes down. Very yeah. rarely goes yeah, down. True. If he does, yeah. he's up straight away. Whereas Wilf isn't physically as strong as some of the defenders he's up against even mm. fullbacks so he he will go down more often because he's just out muscled or out mm. Mm. but also you know. Balassi's game is about power and yeah. pace whereas yeah. Wilfs is about the trickery of his feet, feet. so that's just mm. the yeah, nature yeah. of the way he plays yeah, is yeah, it? Yeah. Get, go down more I think sometimes as well it's always it, it seems that sometimes players fall over they're not diving but it's, it seems that every time a player goes down in the box if he's not a penalty they it's get booked yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Exactly. whereas it's not that and black it's not and white the case. Case. no of no, course exactly. it's not because it could be momentum it could be sometimes they tip over their own feet and they don't know that or it could be a touch they, you know, so, yeah. or the ball they could have been a defender could have got a touch of the ball and him it's like yeah exactly so, and of so, course uh, the speed of the game is difficult I, I do appreciate for referees it is difficult of course it is yeah, ok this is a really good question from Mike Benz hi Mike, hi, Mike. it says um, according to the Spurs executives I met at Wembley at the NFL it is inevitable that Premier League games will be played overseas in the next few years with all the US fans uh, and, and he references the NBC documentary that came out yeah, yesterday yeah. about Palace would you be happy if Palace played a Premier League game on the East Coast in the next four years kudos no. to, to Mike well, the, for a Kevin Day Kevin Day style name drop there the, I was quite yeah. impressed with that. Yeah, that was yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, East Coast help, of England. I can't help the world I live <laughs> well, in. like in Hull or somewhere. You can drop, in solic- you drop solicitors' names. JD can <laughs> drop people in Chesham's names. Uh, yeah. Endicott can drop Chesham, yeah. musicians' names. Pop stars' names. Uh, no, if, when you if, say the East Coast, does it, does uh, it, does it mean uh, Hull he or Scarborough? Said, I don't think he does. I don't know. Yeah, he hasn't said... It's nice on the East Coast. I'm going to assume he means America, and I'm also going to open up to anywhere in America. I don't think it should be East Coast anywhere. If that ever happens, I will never go to football again. Really? That. And also, what people overlook, as my brother-in-law is American, he's a uh, Denver Broncos fan, what people overlook is that American football fans hate the London games because they're not getting a refund on their season ticket. They're losing, they're losing they the home the game. game. They're oh, losing really? the home game. And season tickets are so difficult to get hold of in America. They only play eight or nine games at home anyway. So to lose one of them to London, to, That's ridiculous. to what they consider to be not proper fans... Mm just really infuriates them the, the NFL and um, English American football fans are the ones who, who like it and I know Tottenham 
Tottenham, I'm setting this up because Tottenham are desperate to be the home of an NFL London franchise. Mm-hmm. But we saw the fuss that was made about... Yeah, it's fine. I think it's brilliant. It's a global product, for want of a better word. I just think those, but, those pre-season tournaments that are yeah. becoming more and more, more mm. popular, they'll, yeah. they'll just become more and more. And I think you'll get, like, AC Milan against Arsenal, against yeah, yeah. Juventus, and, mm. or whatever. And that's all, that will happen. And, you know, and Palace will get... The more we get established yeah. in the Premier League, we will become more and more part of those. I think that's where you're going to get it. I think yeah. you're more likely to get Premier League... Not Premier League games, but the... The Champions League is just going to become more and more and more as, as an actual but league. The thing is, where do you draw the line? Why not, why not have a game in Singapore then? Well, I think that's been mute. Why not have a game in Kazakhstan? Why not be like Grand Prix, just let the richest countries bid for a Premier League game? And then mm. the thing is, if you've got a really good home record, why would you jeopardise that by going and playing a game mm. away from your fortress? And so, also, yeah, I think it's it like, is good to draw a line. And really? also, we, we are now, Palace are now getting a lot more fans abroad, a lot in America, yeah, fine, which well, is fantastic. Tra- I mean, tra- a lot of people listen to this pod who are American great, fans. But, and God bless and, and hello to all of you. But travel over here if you want to see Well, that's the thing. That's my point, though. That is my point. My point is, they like Palace because of the atmosphere at Selhurst. Yeah, and the atmosphere of English games and so I think a lot of American fans listening would probably rather come to Sellers than rather yeah, come to England yeah, than the game so being in America yeah, I'd love Never to go I'd lo- I would love to go to an NFL game but I won't go to Wembley I want to yeah, see a game exactly. in America yeah, exactly. I want to go to a, you know, see the New England Patriots and the, playing in a snowstorm yeah. and get the proper experience exactly because if, if we become just that sort of product where you can just go yeah we'll play a game out there and then, but then what do you do you play, you play the whole round of Premier League games in America on the same day? It's, wait, is it, it's, 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 not, it's not. No, it's not going to. Yeah. All right. Good. Okay. Good question. Though. I think the Champions League thing is interesting because, yeah. as I think, the fact I know it's supposed to be a celebration of the the next European Championship. They're playing in, in every country in Europe. Mm. I think it's quite possible that Champions League games, group games, certainly that might happen. Mm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like that to happen, especially if we're in the Champions League. But, but I think it would. I'd, yeah. But it's this this whole idea of. Franchise football, which is the, it's pretty much the first step towards franchise football when you start, and it is and it is something that Palace will be involved with because we have got a big fan base in Southeast Asia now, mm-hmm. and in in America they're actively looking for American fans, and it's great and and really nice to read in the program about the Irish fan club as well. It's getting, and we will get bigger and bigger, more support, mm-hmm. and it's I look forward to the day when we welcome somebody from every country in Europe or, yeah. or uh, on you know the southern hemisphere being at Palace, and we would welcome them all in with open arms, but I ain't going over there. Yeah. No, I agree. I totally Basically. agree. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Okay, last question is from Tony Fletcher. All right, oh, Fletch, 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 Fletcher. 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 I've still not met. Who, who actually? Who actually lives in um, up, upstate New York? There you go. Where about so in upstate New York? He uh, lives in the Catskills, in the Catskill Mountains. Yeah. We're not oh, going to see you, Fletch. He can come over here to see us. <laughs> well, he did. He, he came, came over. Yeah, yeah. I've still not met him. I still don't believe he exists. Yeah, real thing. You met him in the pub on Saturday. Was that Fletch? Fletch, yeah, the guy with the the tiny little fella. The one that's been forced to wear a Palace shirt that James No, no, that's, no, the that's the guy that works no, for the That's the guy that works, yeah. No, you, see, you introduced me to a bloke, you see, he often tweets questions in. You didn't say oh, no, no, that wasn't him, that was, yeah, that was uh, Dodsey. That was Dodsey. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah Dodsey. Dodsey. I, mean, I know the difference between Dodsey and Dodsey. Fletch. Obviously, Dodsey and Fletch. That sounds yeah, like Dodsey. a sitcom, doesn't yeah, yeah. it? It is. Anyway. Just, I had a lot to drink on Saturday and last night, but I would, I would have known <laughs> if I'd met a Fletch. Yeah, you would, yeah. Anyway, uh, Tony's question <laughs> is, what? Have I ever met Kevin Day? Is that? No, no. Uh, off the back of Palace winning five one, what's the biggest Palace win any of you have seen in the flesh? Do you remember we had those? Oh, uh, Special Fletch. Well, I, I don't know if anyone here was at that yeah. Cheltenham one that was about eight one not that long ago, and Delhi Adebola scored about a million goals. But yeah. I, the one I remember is: do you remember we beat Southend six one in the League Cup? And, and no. then 
Oh. I, th- I think it was about 1996 to 7 just yeah. before we went up and then we won 6-1 the very next game at Selhurst too against Reading or something like that I think it's the other way around actually I think we won 6-1 at Reading and then beat Southend 6-1 yeah. at Selhurst in the league mm. I didn't go down and, uh, we won 6-0 at Reading as well didn't we one season that might have been the same one I don't know but yeah well, there I was think two in a row there was yeah. a game we played Southend I thought it was, I think it must have been another occasion I think we scored 7 or 8 I was at that one Couple of fives. I was at the five, the Man United game. We beat them five one. Burnley five nil to get into the playoffs. Oh yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that that? That was yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we yeah, beat Grimsby five nil once down on a Tuesday night. Yeah. Friedman got a couple. Was the Ipswich. I know they said Ipswich was the last time we scored. Yeah. And I don't know. Was that it? But I can't remember anything about it. It's Holloway's first game in charge. Was it really? Yeah, when we were one five nil. Yeah, Balassi. Oh. Balassi scored on that, and that was the first time Balassi scored then for a long time. Um, I think. Yeah, since well, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, good. Okay. Good, question, uh, good set of questions there, uh, folks. Thank you very much for sending them in. Thank you. In the next part, we're going to go back in time for on this day. Ooh. So join us in a bit. <coughs> Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the Five Year Plan podcast. It's on this day. On this day, well, we're recording on the 30th of November 2015. I can offer you two on this day. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I know. I know. Okay. Who, who, is, who is sponsored by, though, JD? Oh, yeah, of course. Sorry. Uh, we are sponsored by JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. South, run, South London. Run yeah. by a Palace fan. Yeah, of course. Visit. You'd be an idiot if you didn't sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Something like a Charlton podcast or something. Yeah. Um, hello, John. Uh, visit jc-is.com. Okay. And <laughs> Vector Printing. For all your printing embroidery needs, go to vector.co.uk and that's Vector with a K. Yeah. I think he didn't Excellent. read the sponsor's name out because we're going back in time and we didn't have sponsors. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's so good at his job. So I can offer you one from like 2001. That. We've got one from... Oh, I'll tell you what, I've got a good one and a bad one. Which, like one, which one do you want first? Um, bad, bad, bad. The bad. bad one. So on this day, November 30th, 2001, okay, yeah. Palace appointed... Trevor Francis oh, as manager. Lordy Lord. Signed Andy Johnson, beat Brighton 5 0, beat all, Liverpool but at Anfield. But took a team that was top of the league. Punched a goalkeeper in the face. Punched a goalkeeper <laughs> in the face. How can you not like all of those things? If you just said, we'll beat Brighton 5 0, he'll sign one of the club's all time top scorers, he'll punch a goalkeeper in the face and beat Brighton 5 0. I think I said that twice. He did. You know? but to, and, yeah. and also, to be fair, at the time, it was, we thought it was quite. We didn't think it was a bad appointment. Progressive. Well, no, we yeah. thought that we were going to be able to screw over Birmingham by taking their cast off, so him, whoever, having whoever, him be Bruce, a success, yeah. and then going, yeah. oh, take that, Bruce, well, I think, and then end up not working out that way. Yeah, I think Simon Jordan felt that, didn't he? Yeah. Basically. Shame, because we were doing very well under Steve Bruce. I always remember yeah. Trevor Francis, uh, yeah, let Surrey have a cricket game at Whitgift School every summer, mm. like a one-day game. I was there with a couple of mates, and Trevor Francis... It's a baking hot day, and Trevor Francis was there with a sort of open neck shirt and sandals on. This elderly <laughs> Palace fan just just berated him and said, "There must be five hundred Palace fans watching this game, and you're dressed like a, a slob from the nineteen twenties." And he actually said, "You, sir, are no gentleman." And I remember going, "Mate, it's ninety five degrees in the shade. Yeah. It's the summer. What's he supposed to be wearing? <laughs> Club tracksuit and tie." <laughs> this old desert rat having a go at him. You, sir, are no gentleman. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to use that. Um, the good one. Okay. Oh. Was 2011? Ooh, not that long ago. Yeah. A oh. match between Crystal Palace yeah. and Manchester United. Oh, oh Darren Ambrose. Darren Ambrose. All yeah. oh, right. Excellent. From 100 yards out yeah. into the top yeah, corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we all remember that one. Yeah. Um, 
which we said last week was one of the ten potential yeah. best moments of the decade. Is that also, the best goal? A bit over, it overlooks the fact it was actually a very good team performance as well. Though, it was, yeah. yeah. Well, well, I mean, they had a really strong, had a really strong team out. Yeah, of course. Mm. It was the game that announced the arrival of Wilf, really, wasn't it? Yeah. On, on yeah. 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 the top stage. And we were wearing yeah. yellow, I remember. We were yeah. wearing yellow. Yellow. Yeah. 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 And then Ambrose scored a really important goal. I think in the league game afterwards. Against Villa, He did nothing yeah. all game. And then scored, and yeah. Picked one out, took corner. Yeah. And he's right, that was the game that Alex Ferguson said that was the, the day he decided to sign Wilfred Zaha. Yeah. But was the Ambrose goal the greatest ever? I'm going to do my own poll now, aside of Palace's moment of the decade thing. Was it Palace's greatest ever goal? Well, no. <sighs> well, not for me, but the trouble is there's no f- f- film record of... You're going to say Jim Cannon again, aren't I you? Admit, <laughs> but I can't change. There's no one yet scored a goal better than that for me. So in that in that game, it's not going to happen team. one day. It's the, the, some rare footage yeah. that might come to light, I, I and it's going to be a deflected P no, roll. I can't. I can't believe. Did, somebody must have filmed. I mean, these were days, by the way, when uh, they would show photographs of goals because they only had highlights of two games on. Yeah, so when ITV had the match of the day highlights mm. the, they had a, the highlight contract for three or four years must have made doing the podcast really interesting oh, it was telling yeah. you got a photograph <laughs> but it's like no one you kind of think somebody somewhere must have been filmed but no but, but it's, it's, until somebody scores a better goal and that's for me that's still the best goal so for me the Ambrose to, one is, is yeah, it's a brilliant goal yeah, it was it's a brilliant top goal. Palace goal. Top, yeah. and also goals are always better I think if you see them live yeah yeah, yeah. it's always more exciting if you were there so no, yeah. I wasn't at Old Trafford so yeah. I wasn't there yeah. it was good there's a couple of Dean Gordon scored against oh, yeah, Derby. 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 Was that Derby? Brilliant yeah. volley. Stuart O'Keefe against Sunderland. <laughs> no, no, no. 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 Um, <laughs> Get um, over it. The other one as well, the, the ex-Liverpool player we had on loan. Steve Staunton. Steve Staunton. Oh, that was great. great. Halfway line. Halfway yeah, line, yeah, actually. Yeah. That was a brilliant goal. A couple of right righties volleys. The Steve Staunton one was good because the keeper was literally on his line. So when it yeah, went in, yeah, the keeper was literally, still, literally, was, no, literally, literally on his literally. line. Back, there is, he literally yeah. was on his line. Literally on his line. Mark Bright against... Oh, John, well, John Slarko away at Forest. Oh, yeah. yeah. The FA Cup, oh, that was the, amazing. Uh, Andre, Andres Rubin's home to Liverpool. And all those yeah. happened on this day, didn't they? They yeah. all happened on this day. All of them. Amazing. Amazing. All of them happened on this day. Um, good. I think that is a, that is a, a, one of those special pods that we did, we did a couple of last season. Maybe that is one that we should be getting. Not best best, ever. Just, best. Just get people to tweet in there. Yeah, get people to tweet in, and or... we can get it, get it down to a vote. And the... Best ever goal. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Do yeah. it in parallel with the club. Yeah. Okay. Because oh, no, there's is there's moments Moment right of the decade. Moments slightly slightly different. Different. Yeah. Different. Clinton's scoring a hundred goals shouldn't. Really be in there, should it? It's a stretch. Have nine moments. But a good, but a good nine moments. Good then I told you last week that I'm voting for Clinton's hundred. I know. You're an awkward. You know, you're an awkward so and so. If 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 Kayla the Eagle being blown over the stand last season. <laughs> no, don't start that again. You'd vote for that. Don't start that again. <laughs> oh your, God. Because you're a bad person. Oh, which God, which, uh, which, uh, which Kayla are you talking about? <laughs> oh, not that again. Okay. You'll have to have you killed now. Right. Good. That was on this. There you go, folks. 30th of November. Uh, In part four, we're going to look forward to the trip to Everton. Um, So join us in a bit. Sky first start doing Monday Night Football, and they have those two enormous blow up 
sumo wrestlers yeah, on the pitch. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, they used to have when when Sky first started, like in the early nineties, yeah. when Palace had games, and it was and every game, but I always remember it. Sellers, yeah. it was on the Hosel end, and two giant blow-up sumo wrestlers came on the pitch. Right. I mean, massive, and had a fight. Yeah. What? It was, Why? It was, it was entertainment. That's what counts. It's entertainment. That's it that's like Monday night football. Yeah. Because they tried to make it Monday night football like they do in. Well, it is a complete rip off. Yeah, of course yeah. it is. But you remember those? Oh, I thought well, it's, 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 it's still one of my favourite memories. My two favourite post pre match and half time memories is before. In the, the bath. They were in the bath as well. Remember yeah. before the, 90, the semi final? Game, game, game of two bars. Game of two bars. On 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 the I mean, which is, I, 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 don't know. I can say with some experiences hardly it looks but remember, <laughs> do, do you remember well, you're a 50 year old man you should be bored of the crystals basically do you remember before the, the semi-final at Villa Park they had a, a an RAF dog demonstration Yes, they did, didn't they? They did, they did, they did. And they said to Liverpool fans... That's proper football entertainment, they they said to the, the police dog. They said to the, the dogs had to go up a little ladder, yeah. along a, along a, a we were all and they said to the Liverpool fans, you get behind the red dog. Yeah. And the red dog broke the world record for the snorkels. And they said the Palace fans were behind the blue dog. Blue dog fell off the ladder. <laughs> we won all down half-time, the blue dog fell off the ladder. The best half-time entertainment I've ever seen, yeah. ever... <laughs> it was uh, half time at Sunderland a couple of seasons ago yeah. when they had uh, a demonstration they had to put out a chip pan fire. <laughs> they, had, they had a marching band and they got because their marching band. That's all these. I know, but the PA announcer said, uh, we got, uh, just pay attention to this, everybody. Look at the brigade coming on now. And they had a giant sized chip pan. Oh, genius. And they all went, genius. and the, the fireman had this that's massive sized blanket. And the, the guy in the went, no, not the blanket. <laughs> and the fireman went, they rolled, took the blanket away. Not water. And then you get, you get a wet tea towel. Oh, they pay attention, though. You clear, I would pay attention. pin drop in there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not that there are many Sunderland fans left, obviously. So. Yeah. I think that was a beach ball game, actually. Okay. Good. Uh, listeners, welcome to the 5 Year Plan Podcast. Hey. Oh, um, I've been put off by the chip pan thing. Um... I think we should keep it in. I'll keep that in. I think we're going to keep it in. Yeah, it's funny. Um, part four of the podcast, sponsored by Vector Printing for all your printing embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk. That's Vector with a K. And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. OK. OK, we'll do, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> good. Yeah. Uh, we're direct list. advertising. Still not entirely um, sure what they offer, but I'll, I we'll go anyway. Doesn't matter, visit the website I'm, and find out. I'm going to yeah, visit yeah. anyway. I'm going to do it when I get home. Um, I'm still on Vector's website. I'm transfixed by theirs. I can't get off it. Mm. Oh, yeah. I'm The world's first embroidered. Part four, Everton away. Monday night football. Um, uh, we've won the last two times we've been there. Three yeah, two have, each indeed. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we going to win again? Um, I, I wouldn't. I never. Yes. <laughs> they. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Valid, How do I know? It's a valid. They are it's what, a valid question. How do I know? Are we going to win again? I hope so, but I don't know. They are it's a, a game of two halves, you know. Who knows? I don't know. Depends. Depends if we go out there and play in attacking formation. I don't know. Don't get me started. <sighs> Can we, can we win it? Of course we can win it. They oh, are a team God. that are set up perfectly for the way we play because they try and play football. Mm. Martinez prides himself on that. They, they, will, they will try and score goals against us and that's yeah. how we've beaten them in the past. I think they're, they're the perfect team for our counter-attacking style away from home but 
and I'm hoping that they'll sort of be aware of the fact that we've beaten them twice. Well, we said before that can, well. we, we, that can play on players and fans' yeah, minds I think with those I, kind of records. Yes. I think it's really interesting that Pardew spoke about Everton, about, about bigger teams that we're above in the table and that's where, where we should be looking to be. Mm. He said Everton and Tottenham are teams that we should be trying to match their ambition. Yeah. So it's a really good test of, of where we are and I don't think they'll be looking forward to playing us. Are we assuming yeah. that we'll go back to with the, the tactical tweak on Monday night? We assume we'll go back to more of our traditional four-two-three-one. Yala possibly back on the wing and and play that I kind of counter-attacking thing that's worked for us away from home. I would have. I I've, I would expect Wickham. Yeah, probably. I would say yeah. so. Yeah, because yeah. I think also because Yala, I think both games played really well. Yeah, he definitely scored in one of them. Yeah, he certainly caused massive yeah. problems. So I don't think he's going to change the team. No, I don't think punch maybe go a bit more central. And, and I hope not. He'll, just, I'd, he'll I would... just tweak the team that we've got. Yeah, definitely. It's a shame that it's not till Monday night. Because yeah. I think they're just waiting that extra couple of days because no, the players like have been so full of. It just makes the whole weekend really boring. Well, it does as well, but also I think the players we really would want a game tomorrow night as well because they're going to be so fired up. But I do think Everton are a team that. We shouldn't travel there with any fear, really. And, it's, and you'd imagine it would be a really good game to, to watch. They've got some very it. informed players. Lukaku is on an incredible run of form right now. So, you know, arguably, might yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But know, also, their fullbacks really like to get forward. They, that's part of the thing Martinez's yeah. encouraged. Yeah. Actually, their, their team, actually. Good team. They're they're team. Team. It's a very good team, but actually, yeah, yeah. if you look at kind of the areas they're strong in, strong fullbacks, they've got good defensive midfielders with um, like James Palace. McCarthy and stuff. Yeah. They're very similar to Palace. Yeah, yeah. No. Two very similar, <coughs> two really even match teams. But also, they're a team was, whose fans are not frustrated, but because Bill Kenwright's been very open and honest about managing the team within the finances and mm. not spending money he hasn't got, and, and he's actively looking for a buyer. Mm. He's, he's open about that as well, and they haven't yet found a proper buyer. So they're they're a really good team, but I think Everton fans are they can get frustrated with their own team sometimes because they do feel that. And now, I mean, let's face it, in the eighties, they were the one big, that, big, big, you know. So I, th- I think I do think it's a really good test for us, and I think there's no reason why we couldn't be. There's no point saying we're going to be the Man United or Man City, but Everton is certainly the sort of team we could be. Yeah. Team we should be aiming to, aiming, to, aiming to, aiming to, to be. yeah, to, to the sort of team that would be disappointed if they weren't in the top eight yeah. every season. And that's the starting but point. I, yeah. They'll they'll be they'll be more worried about playing us than mm. we are about yeah. playing them. Which is a, is a great testament, as we keep saying, of how far we've come as a team. They'll definitely be more worried about us. They'll be looking at us, right? How are we going to stop this team? Mm. Also, how are we going to stop this team? I really, I, I hope we beat them. I'm sure I've got a feeling we might, but I like Everton fans. I was people. You need to make a distinction between Liverpool fans and Everton fans because they're much more realistic. They seem to be nicer people. Everton fans, just, Everton fans, just you just tend to be. It tends to be more fun going to Goodison Park than mm. it is to. There's not that sort of sense of heightened expectation that. Yeah. They don't assume they're going to beat you. Basically, they don't. Yeah. They don't then throw the toys out of the pram when you beat them. It's just kind of. Mm. Well, it could, we could yeah. though. We could we could make it two very. Uh, decent trips to Merseyside in the space of two, three weeks. Well, we've got the thing. The thing is interesting that I think we all thought I did. I thought we'd get six points out of six. Sunderland, Newcastle, generally mm. thought we would. Mm. And then Everton, Stoke, Southampton are games coming up that I think are much more of a test of where we are. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and the, the fact is the way I'm, I'm not. I don't think that one win against Newcastle means we've solved our home front problem. So I, I would actually think. We might have more of a chance of getting points at Everton and Stoke 
than against because Southampton are the sort of team we've struggled against yeah. in the past. The sort of team that do what could do to us what we did to West Brom basically, could just hold yeah. the ball for a long, long time. Yeah, but, I mean uh, the, the game on Monday night against Sunderland reminded us there's a lot of areas the team needs to work on. Yeah, and it was a good response against Newcastle, but by no means finished article. Still absolutely not. Which is what's exciting about it. Well, yeah. absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the other thing is that we do. The home form, I mean, that, that that really helps that win, but the home form does have to be looked yeah. at. And Southampton, I think, arguably did us a favour last year because we were so bad mm. at Warnock's last game when it was so bad and we decided mm. to play the diamond. Well, they've beaten us both times time. now, haven't they? Yeah, Southampton they have, still they, us, so. Yeah, and I think, we, I know we've beaten them a couple of beats in the league, didn't they, 1 0 last yeah, season? Yeah, we've not got a great record against them. They're a good, they're, I mean, they're a really good. They're a good team, Southampton. And again, they're another team we should be looking to emulate. Definitely. Yeah. Anyway, it should be a good game between Everton and Palace. So, a uh, safe journey to everyone that is well, it's making... Been, it's been 3-2 last two times. Last 3-2, last yeah, two times. Yeah, last two times. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, yeah. the, the goals have been scarily similar in the way yes, they've been scored yeah, yeah, and the pattern right. of the goals and stuff. So, um, I'm going to put money on a 3-2 Palace win. Because that was a Warnock result, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, yeah, Pulis, I think. Yeah, yeah, Pulis. That was, I mean, that was the the Pulis one was the one yeah. where we really thought. Well, that was the one that was cancelled. But yeah. that was the one where everyone went up, and then the wind oh, it was so right. windy, it was so cancelled forty five right. minutes before yeah, kickoff, yeah, yeah. and then we went back a week later. That's and right. it's really windy now as well. Yeah, well, it's well, amazing. Well, that happens. Maybe Kelly will get blown all over the stand again. Yeah. 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 Right, okay, you were the only one who laughed. Yeah, I don't know what that says. Right, that's brilliant. That's it. Not a good person. Thank you. That's it. Thanks for listening, listeners. Thanks for your questions. We will see you after the Everton game. Um, You'll hear us. Sorry, you'll hear from us. So goodbye. Bye. 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 Goodbye. Time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Podcast Network.